0: The Florida Panthers and Calgary Flames pull off a blockbuster trade involving Matthew Kachuk. Jonathan Huberdeau and Mackenzie Wieger will break down the trade from both sides. Plus, the Seattle Kraken add some scoring punch. All that and more coming up on today's Locked On NHL podcast.
1: Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: And happy Monday, everybody. And thank you for joining us here on the Locked On NHL podcast. Gil Martin, always glad to be with you every Monday as we bring you the biggest stories from around the league. Thank you for making Locked On NHL your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. It's my pleasure to welcome back to the show the host of Locked On Calgary Flames, Jess Belmasto. And boy, what what a big weekend and a big off season this has been for the Flames. Uh, you had to trade Matthew Kachuk. He wanted out of Calgary. But I think most people were surprised with the great return that the Flames got in this deal.
1: Absolutely. You know, losing Gaudreau was one thing because, you know, you let him walk for nothing after having 115 point season. And that that hurts. But then you have Matthew Kachuk, who's an RFA, say, I want out. I don't want to be here long term. And now the ball really is in your court as a general manager to say, I'm not accepting anything less than what I know this player is worth. And did he get a little bit more? Yeah, Bradtree Living did. I think that it's, you know, getting Huberto was just insane. I don't think anyone saw that coming. And Johnny Gaudreau and uh, Jonathan Huberto were tied for uh, with 115 points last regular season. So, you know, that eases the pain a little bit. Wegar uh, is a fantastic top-four defenseman, which will absolutely help the Flames um, especially with Chris Tanev being out to start the regular season.
0: Yeah. Now the flames now become the first team in NHL history to lose two 100 point players in one off season. And yet after this deal, there seems to be some optimism surrounding this team. Talk about that a little bit.
1: You know, I spent all last week saying, you know, Brad tree living needs to wake up. He needs to figure it out. There needs to be something Something has to be done. You know, you could walks and we shouldn't be sitting here, you know, thumbing through our files looking for plan B, but then it turns out his plan B is to flip Kachuk for fantastic players. And I think that, you know, the flames did just get significantly better than they were a week ago. (laughs) And it's comforting in a sense that way, you know, it's going to be a lot harder to, uh, Feel like you're on the tankathon with these additions, but you know there's still a little bit to figure out.
0: Okay, so what is there left to figure out right now? Because the off not even halfway over yet.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that number one, they need to figure out a better plan for Jacob Markstrom. I know that Daryl Sutter loves to ride his goaltenders into the ground, but if you want a deep playoff run. You cannot have him starting 63 games a season. That is just unacceptable and just, you know, you can't put that kind of pressure on a guy who's 31 years old. Uh, And so do you bring Vladar back? Do you, like, what do you do? Do you find, I just don't know how they can find another backup that they trust as much as they trust Markstrom to take a little bit of the weight off. And, you know, another thing that they're going to have to worry about is filling in some of those holes that, you know, the departures and promotions are leaving because obviously right now I would say that you're promoting Mangiapani to the top line and you can only tinker with so much with what you have unless you do plan on calling up some of the younger guys from the AHL.
0: Yeah. And we'll see, you know, who, who are some of the top candidates to fill that spot?
1: Yeah. You know, I would say uh, Pelletier and uh, Matthew Phillips are definitely the top two candidates for those positions. And for defense, I would probably say Connor Mackey, uh, even over uh, Huso Valimaki, because him and Daryl Sutter just could not get along at the start of last season, which kind of ended up with him having a very difficult transition down in the AHL. He ended up being suspended, I think, two or three times.
0: Yeah, that's always a little tricky. Now, in, in addition to Huberdo, you get a, a top pair defenseman in Mackenzie Weegar. Where do you think he fits in with the Flames, and what does he add to the big picture here?
1: You know, I would absolutely love to see how he works out. Um, with Rasmus Anderson on that top pairing, I think no disrespect to Noah Hannafin, but I just don't think that he is there on Rasmus Anderson's level. And I think that Weegar uh, would be an excellent fit there. I think that it's something fun that they can tinker around with. They have a lot of options, you know. Um, his the addition of Weegar definitely makes this. Uh, defensive core a little bit stronger and gives them some more wiggle room. It's not as um, concrete as it had to be last season.
0: Now, is there a concern uh, that a lot of American-born players are sort of reluctant to sign long-term deals to stay in Canada? It's not just the Flames. There are other Canadian teams who have been affected. How much concern is that for the Flames and for all Canadian-based NHL teams?
1: Yeah, you know, I haven't really put too much thought into that. But I think at least over these next few years, it is going to be a little difficult because they saw how strict the, you know, the shutdown was and how much time they missed out with their family. But I hope, like, at the end of the day, it's, you know, they can kind of come back to, okay, we're this close to winning, we're contending, we're a legitimate team. And obviously, family's a top priority, but this is also a business, and you have to kind of put that mindset in it as well. And, you know, I think the next American-born player for the Flames to be up for a contract is Noah Hannafin, Mm -hmm. and I I don't know. I truly don't know what that could look like. I would love to see him stay. I think he's a good fit.
0: How about the possibility of signing Nazem Kadri? I've heard some rumors out there that the Flames who have a little more than 9 million dollars in cap space may be interested. Your thoughts?
1: You know, I think that would be an excellent addition. I think it would be silly for anyone to say, "Oh no, we don't want Nazem Kadri." I think, you know, he had such an excellent season with the Avalanche and I don't think that you necessarily throw $9 million at the guy. I think that, you know, he, it's one season. And I'm not saying he's uh, that, he, that he is incapable of repeating that. But, you know, you don't want to just give him, like throw all the money at him and then have him just fall off. Um, I think that, you know, the Flames need depth down the middle. And if they could make him... 1C or 2C, that would do wonders for both of those lines, especially with the uncertainty around Sean Monaghan.
0: Real quick, uh, both Huberdo and Uyghur are unrestricted free agents next year. Any chance that the Flames can re sign them?
1: I would say yes. I think, uh, you know, Huberdo sees what they offered Goudreau and Kachuk. And, you know, he knows his worth. If you're going to throw 9.5 at a guy who had the same amount of points as me, why, why do I deserve any less sort of right. leverage there?
0: All right. So, Jess, why don't you tell our viewers and our listeners where they could find the podcast and where they could find you on social media?
1: Yeah. So you can find uh, the show wherever you listen to Locked On NHL. Uh, it's Locked On Flames uh, here for you whenever you need some flames news or a taste of Calgary, but uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. All
0: right, Jess, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining Thank us you. tonight. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, e-sports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts they have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action. BetOnline, where the game starts with us now a pleasure to welcome back to the show armando velez of locked on panthers nothing big happened this weekend right armando i mean uh matthew kachuk now a member of the panthers your initial thoughts on this blockbuster deal
2: (laughs) initial thoughts like i said pre-recording was i was getting ready to go to bed and i get a missed call from my wednesday guest host jake winans Missing the call on purpose, not because I didn't want to talk to him. It's just like, I'll deal with it in the morning. And 20 minutes later go by. I don't check my phone again. And then I check it. I check a group chat. And I see that the trade happened. And then I check another group chat. There's talk. They're talking about it more. I check the locked on NHL chat. I, I check the Panthers Twitter. Everything. And I'm just like, wow, <laughs> this actually happened for, for the Panthers. And I spoke about it on Thursday's episode of Locked on Panthers lock, last Thursday where I was thinking, I don't know how realistic it, it is to get a Matthew Kachuk, but we were going to pop some emotional bottles if, if, the, if the trade were to happen. At the time, I didn't. I said that I don't know if I would give up M- Mackenzie Weger or Jonathan Huberto in the trade, but hey, nothing, nothing we can do now. The trade happened. And they are getting a superstar on their team.
0: So what does Matthew Kachuk add to this team and where does he fit in, into the lineup? Who do you think they'll pair him with on a line?
2: He brings youth, lots and lots of youth because he, he was playing on the right side when he was with Calgary, but his natural side is the left. So, that was where Jonathan Huberto was in, in on the second line with Sam Bennett and Anthony Duclair. Anthony Duclair will be missing at least uh, the first half of the season with his Achilles injury. He won't be back until midseason. So maybe at first we'll see Matthew Kachuk on that second line, but of course in late-game situations we could very well see um, him on that top line replacing Carter Verhage as well. And if Paul Maurice feels comfortable in in those three being the top line, Matthew Kachuk has played on the right side before, so he could insert him back in on on that side, and they'll, and and they'll they'll be on a line together. So Barkov for Hagee and uh, Matthew Kachuk sounds like pr- a pretty nice a pretty nice top line for for the Cats. He brings he brings a lot of youth to it, and it's just with this trade, Gil. The although it 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 stings, Jonathan Huberto, the longest tenure Panthers, the 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 guy who has the most points in franchise history most games played calder trophy winner in 2013 gets shipped out but the truth is when you look at the difference in age of jonathan Huberto and matthew kachuk as well when they both sign their eight-year deals jonathan Huberto's will be next season matthew kachuk's is this season i believe that the tail end of the deal will favor matthew kachuk because of age so that by the time jonathan Huberto's ends he'll be 38 years old so that's what that's what Bill Zito did when he did this trade and of course Mackenzie Weger Mackenzie Weger was always seen as a rental for this Florida Panthers team for this year and then the Panthers were likely going to tell him go get your payday
0: well he he now has uh, a new address to try to get that payday at are you surprised you know the Panthers won the president's trophy last year and yet, there has been a lot of turnaround on this roster over the off season. Does that surprise you? And and big picture, are you pleased with the moves this team has made?
2: I was surprised because at first I was thinking that the Florida Panthers were going to keep one of Mason Marchment or Claude Giroux, one of them. They lost both of them, yeah. and they they still have Keith Yandel's buyout on their books for next season, a majority of it at five point four. Um, 5.3, excuse me, million dollars on their on their dead cap, along with Scott Darling's, who's the last year of his uh, buyout will be on the books this year. A lot of and a big cap hit in Patrick Hornquist as well, who has re, um, who has kind of shown his age a bit um, in the last few years, and of course Sergei Bobrovsky's contract, we can't forget about that as well. So with how cap strapped the Panthers are, and and being unable to move Patrick Horngrids—that's assuming if Bill Zito even tried to move him, it was—it was kind of a surprising this much turnover. We saw a few minor deals a, a little bit from time to time. Of course, right now it's eighty-five uh, million dollars in uh, that the Panthers have with the cap, but that three million of it is going to be uh, is going to come off with Anthony Duclair starting the season on LTIR. So, with with that. The only way to get a Matthew Kachuk was to get some some ca- um, some salary now off and Jonathan Huberto and Mackenzie Weger were, were, were just that. Uh, I said that the that the move had to be make sense in the present and the future. It makes sense in the present and the future the way Bill Zito made this trade. And like I said, once again, long-term flexibility with this team despite a bad goalie contract on the on the on the Panthers and having to pay Spencer Knight next offseason as of right now the Florida Panthers have 15 million dollars in cap space for next offseason so that when when it's time to kind of uh improve the decor which the decor is taking a little bit of a step back let's not let's not let's not forget that they're taking a little bit of a step back but they get to reset and maybe have an opportunity to go younger because that would have been Mackenzie Weger's first year of his new deal.
0: Any chance that they bring in some defensive help before this off season is over. I, I would assume they'd have to move somebody out in order to do that.
2: Yep. They would have to do, they would have to make yet another move. And the, the one that we've talked about all all, all off season is uh, Patrick Hornquist on, on the team because he's making just over 5 uh, million on the team. And of course, once again, Anthony Duclair um, salary is going to come off the books with the LTIR space. So there, there. It looks like if they, if they do um, it's going to, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a cap clearing move. I mean, Hey, PK Subban is still a free agent. If he's willing to come to South Florida on the cheap. Sure. I take him as a, on the, on the third pair as well, because that's a veteran presence. And I want to, I want to kind of talk about the youth on the, on the Panthers and the benefit that it's going to bring for, for this team and how this window is extended. In the beginning of the offseason, the we talked about the Panthers window being one to two years before Huberto and Uyghur would move for Matthew kachuk Now, this is a four to five year window for this for this team. So even if they regress a little bit next year, they'll still be in a great position to make something work next next, next off season. And here are the, here are the ages of the, of the best players for the Panthers. Alexander Barkov 26, Sam Reinhart, 26, Sam Bennett, 26, Carter Hagee, 26, Anthony Duclair, 26, Aaron Ekblad, 26, Gus Forsling, 26, Matthew Kachuk, 24, Spencer Knight, 21, Anton Lindell, 20.
0: Not bad. It's certainly <clears throat> a bright future, with those younger players on the roster. Armando, why don't you tell our viewers and our listeners where they can find the podcast and where they can find you on social media?
2: They can find me on Twitter at Mondo man 12 Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. I already have a Sunday episode already launched for the Lockdown Florida Panthers YouTube page and on the podcast. So go ahead and listen to that episode where I'll go more into deeper in-depth of the trade and i actually go into comparison of matthew kachuk and jonathan huberto from their most recent season as well and what fits with the florida panthers there and kind of shameless plug as well i will be doing a crossover edition of the lockdown florida panthers podcast with jess masto of lockdown Calgary flames coming up later this week so if you want to hear the conversation subscribe to her podcast as well. Subscribe to the podcast that I host as well. And every podcast here on the Locked On NHL podcast.
0: All right, Armando, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us today.
2: Thank you, Gil, as always for having me.
0: Right now, it's my pleasure to welcome back to the show, the host of Locked On Seattle Kraken, Erica Ayala. Erica, welcome back.
3: Thanks for having me, Gil. Always a pleasure to talk hockey with you.
0: Always great to talk hockey with you as well. And, your team making a deal with the columbus blue jackets oliver bjorkstrand 28 goals 57 points last year Uh, does this move sort of signify that the kraken may be looking to do a little bit more winning this year
3: i hope so i think there's still a long way for this roster to go I think that we have to see how things play out when it comes to goaltending, which was a sore spot for the Seattle Kraken in the inaugural season. I personally would like to see a boon on the defensive side of things. That being said, I think this is a little bit different from some of the moves that, we, that we've that we seen in free agency. I'd say some of those were Um, maybe like trying to close a gap type of contracts one year here, uh, you know, getting a a veteran on a, on a one-year contract. This is not that Uh, this is a a trade where we're using, using some of our assets. And I believe that there will be a a future for Bjorkstrand and we'll be able to balance out that pretty young roster, inexperienced roster that we have.
0: Who do you see them putting him on a line with when we start the season or, or when training camp opens up?
3: Yeah, it's been interesting to see some of the projected lines. And actually on today's show, on Monday's show of Locked on Kraken, spoke to the amazing Jay Foster about this. And a lot of people wondering if uh, maybe we'll see Wright and Bjorkstrand together. I mean, obviously, then we have to figure out another winger. But I think that, and I talked about this when it came to some of our other signings, there's a, a lot of potential here for the Seattle Kraken. I do think it's a matter of, What's the balance between having a, a mature and stable line that's really going to crank points, which Bjorkstrand obviously we know can do that. And it's Jay's opinion that he was at, um, you know, 28 goals this past season. He can be a 30-goal score for us. We certainly need that. So now it's about just that balance. We, we saw a lot of lines uh, switching around with the Seattle Kraken. Some of that, obviously, with injury and, of course, the, the COVID absences. Um, so I, I'm, I'm curious to see. But I think it could be fun if uh, Shane Wright does make the jump and, and it, it's looking like all signs are indicating that the Kraken are expecting him to be on that NHL roster. I think it could be fun to see what Bjorkstrand could do with a, with a Shane Wright.
0: And how much buzz is there around Shane Wright now surrounding this team?
3: There's a lot of buzz, and that's part of the reason why we've been talking about it on Locked on Kraken. But um we've been talking about what are the free agency moves that the Kraken are gonna make. And I, I think there were some names out there that of course you'd love to see associated with the Seattle Kraken, but they just didn't make sense anymore. Kadri being one of them. So the way that Shane Wright changed free agency for us is that now we have two young centermen and veneers. That could be another pairing potentially for Bjorkstrand, but um, Um, We we see that we now have that centerman depth that a lot of NHL teams dream of. I know we've talked about that before. And of course, though, that's still potential. We don't know what that's exactly going to look like or what the timeline truly will be for those two. So it's a little bit of a toss up when it comes to how we can gauge this free agency, given that a lot of it is dependent on Maddie Beneers and Shane Wright.
0: What about the goaltending situation? You mentioned it's an issue. How would you like to see them address this?
3: I think honestly, they've done what they can do. We have a new goaltending coach and they have, again, some of those kind of just stop gap or, you know, or plug kind of contracts. And, um, and also we have to think about, and this is something that Ron Francis has been talking about, not only building, knowing that we have Chris Drieger, Out with injury until at least March with an ACL injury, but also knowing that we're going to have an AHL team. And so if you think about Joey Decord, who obviously was called up a handful of times, including right before the Checkers um, went on their playoff run, um, you know, he's an option, but is he NHL ready? And Chris Drieger was in and out of the the lineup. The guy just couldn't catch a break. I think Philip Grubauer. We talked about it a lot on Locked On Kraken. Seems very just uncomfortable for whatever reason. Was it the system? Was it the newness of the team? Was he, you know, did he have an ailment that was never disclosed? Couldn't ever really put my finger on the pulse. But again. There was a goalie change or goalie coach change. So that's indicative that the Seattle Kraken know that they want to make changes. We have Grubauer and Drieger on contract for the next handful of years here. So we can't make any massive, significant moves, at least not without some pretty massive, significant trades. So I think we're riding out what we have again, building up some young talent. We we saw that we took a goaltender in the draft. And um, so we'll see what happens. I don't think it's going to be, I think uh, I, I what I will say for this coming season is I think that a, a lot of it is still going to depend on how Philip Grubauer shows up for the Seattle Kraken.
0: So obviously, you know, expansion teams, usually uh, the Vegas golden Knights being the exception that proves the rule, but they usually take a little while to get where they want to go. How much, further along do you feel this team is now than they were at the end of last season?
3: We're a better team. I think anyone looking, at least on paper, so to speak, or on on the web, (laughs) right, on the internet, uh, we can see that there were significant strides made. And a lot of that happens because of the assets collected at the trade deadline. I mean, this Bjorkstrand, Oliver Bjorkstrand deal is one of those. We got the guy for a third round and fourth round pick, and we still have 11 picks coming up in the next draft. You know, So this is just what Ron Francis was able to do. So in that Regard, We should be better. That being said, the Seattle Kraken were projected to do, I think, a lot more than they did last season. So now that's when you look on again, what's on paper air quotes for those listening on audio, what's on paper versus what. Dave Haxtell and his staff can get this team to do. I think a lot of the things that we saw wrong with the Seattle Kraken was just they, they were small mistakes, uh, you know, losing focus in the middle of games, not playing a complete game, and that just can't happen anymore. That being said, some of these moves are veteran guys, whether they stick around beyond the year or whatever the contract is, we'll see, but I think there's less of a um, tolerance Uh, for that type of of thing when you look at some of the, the guys that we brought in. All
0: right. Steps forward for the Seattle Kraken. Erica, why don't you tell our listeners and our viewers where they could find the podcast and where they could find you on social media?
3: Yeah, well, first and foremost, thank you, as always, Gil, for having me on Locked on NHL. But you can find the Locked on Kraken show where we get more into this trade again with Jay Foster from Lock on Col- Locked on Columbus Blue Jackets. You can find us at Locked on Kraken on all social media platforms. And make sure you subscribe to YouTube as well. We've got some fun nuggets over there. And you can find me at Lindsay 8 That's E-L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-08.
0: All right, Erica, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Gil. All right. I want to thank our guests today. Jess Balmasto of Locked on Flames, Armando Velez of Locked on Panthers, and Erica Ayala of Locked on Kraken as they break down the biggest stories from this weekend around the NHL. I'm Gil Martin. Thank you so much for joining us today and for listening to the Locked on NHL podcast. We'll be back throughout the week with the biggest stories from around the league. Until then, stay safe. And thanks for listening to the Locked On NHL podcast.